What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Heroes for Sale podcast. I'm your host, Adam. Uh, today, we are going to be discussing the Mookie Betts trade. As many of you may know, I am a Red Sox fan. I live outside of Boston. Uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm from Boston. I'm from Cape Cod and moved here after college, so I wouldn't say I'm from Boston, but I'm from the Boston area. I live outside of Boston, regardless, either way. So the Mookie, I mean, I think I made... I think we've, if you're a Red Sox fan, and I know I just stumbled with my words a little bit there, but if you're a Red Sox fan, you knew that this trade was going to happen from, I would say, like a few, it almost feels like a few years at this point. It feels like each offseason, a Mookie Betts trade was in the works, or there was something where they were trying to figure out how to move him. And it feels like they. And I'll, I mean, the trade itself, it was a three-team trade where the Red Sox got Verdugo and then a pitcher from the Twins, I believe, um, and then the and then Betts, Mookie Betts and David Price are going to Los Angeles, and then uh, Kentai Maeda is going to the Twins. I believe that's the trade. Um, and you look at that trade and you say, well, the, how, did the Red Sox got like a prospect who is I mean, not, not really a prospect. He's a major league player now. So he had his rookie cards and obviously kind of bring it back to rookie cards here. Uh, he had his rookie card in 2019. So last year, and I believe his other, his uh, Bowman Chrome Verdugo, I'm talking about Verdugo. He had his Bowman Chrome, his first Bowman from 20. I had, I want to say 2016. Um, so, you know, I, I've i had a little bit more time to react kind of to the trade itself. And at first, I was pretty disappointed by the return. As I think you look at it and you say, if you're the Red Sox, uh, Mookie Betts is probably the second best player in the league behind Mike Trout. I mean, it's, argue, it's, it's similar with the NBA where I think you can argue top five. And I think Betts is definitely in that top five. And... I think he probably fits in maybe that top two or three conversation. Uh, and I mean, Verdugo, I think is a good player that they got back. Like he has a he has a multiple years. I mean, obviously, only being twenty two, I think he hit like three forty last year, and he hit like fourteen home runs in the time that he was in in uh, in the majors. So I wouldn't. I would say that they got a they got a player who is going to be taking Mookie Betts's position basically so I think that's good they got a couple years of Verdugo so obviously that's going to be good um but I and I think basically the reason why I think they couldn't have gotten more is because he wants Betts has come out and said or at least reports have said that Betts has said this so Betts has not physically I don't think he's come out with a report that said this but he wants to be a free agent and I've said for a while that I think he's going to be the next that next player who's getting the three hundred to four hundred million dollar contract. So, throughout this time with the Red Sox, he has gone to arbitration basically every single year. And if you're the Red Sox, I don't know why they didn't tear up his contract three years ago and say, "Here's." And I, I guess Trout just got his extension, so I, maybe this is maybe that's one of the reasons. The, the point I'm trying to make is that I don't know why they didn't rip up the contract and give him a contract extension like two years ago or three years ago. Like I understand that I understand that he, the Red Sox offered him the 
I think it was 10 years, $300 million. And he counteroffered that with 12 years and $420 million. Now, overall, the contract, that seems like a pretty big jump. But the overall average annual value is only $5 million extra dollars. But I think it's less about the $5 million extra dollars and more about the two extra years that he's going to be getting on the back end of that. Like, I think he, like, the back end of that deal, he's going to be in his 30. He'll be 38 or 39. So what you're what you're paying for, essentially, is the first five years of the deal. Like, and I, I that's not really how it works with the MLB. It's not like uh the NFL or the NBA where contracts are either front loaded or back loaded and you can kind of work around the deal. But at the same time, like the MLB, there's no salary cap and the Red Sox are a team, they're they're the one of the richest teams in the league. I don't understand why they wouldn't have just paid him the money that he wanted three years ago. And if three years ago he was saying, I don't want to sign a deal like this, I don't want to um, I don't want to sign an extension, I want to go to free agency. If that's been his plan all along, then uh, Mookie has gotten paid throughout the process, like going to arbitration and getting better, getting that better one-year arbitration deal and then kind of going into it again. And this year he has that $30 million. So he's getting $30 million this year, finally. I mean... Like I said, I wish the Red Sox would have just paid him, but if he didn't want to stay here, then that's why that's why he wouldn't have signed the contract. So he's now he's going to the Dodgers. Um, and I was watching ESPN last night, and they were talking about it. So actually, sorry. So last night, I'm this. I'm recording this on Wednesday. This would probably come out on Thursday. So last night would have been Tuesday night. Um, and they were showing the the lineup for the Dodgers, and I think it was. Um, I think eight out of the nine starters in the field were were past were uh, free. No, they were past all stars, or they had won Gold Gloves, and they were, they were naming all these awards that they, these players have won. And now you have an outfield with two MVPs, with Cody Bellinger and Mookie Betts, and then you've got the infield. You got Gavin Lux. You've got um, you've got uh, Trey Turner. No, not Trey Turner. Justin Turner. Uh, you've got Corey Seager who has petered off a little bit. I still think he has a decent amount of potential. I mean, he was one of those top prospects that hasn't, hasn't really soared the way that most top prospects do. I think he's been very serviceable, but like then, and then you got, um, who's the Dodgers catcher. I forget who the Dodgers catcher is, but he was also a, and I think it was the only person that wasn't an all-star was Gavin Lux. And then, uh, so yeah, I think Gavin Lux might've been the only player and I forget who they have at first base now. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head, but like they were showing the roster and it just looked absolutely insane. And so where does the, I, where does this, what has happened to his cards? So bets and so bets his cards right now, if you're looking at them and maybe in the future, they could have gone up if you're listening to a day or a week and a week ahead of time right now, they're sitting at about a hundred dollars, which is crazy because at the end of the season, in November, they were at $50. Like, I was looking, and I was like, I cannot believe, and I really, I can't believe I didn't pull the trigger on those cards, because uh, it felt like the trade was inevitable, and and as reports kind of started coming out, it basically the reports was, it's not when, it's not if the trade's going to happen, it's when the trade's going to happen. And, and this was kind of throughout the past week, so now, I mean, at least we started spring training, like, it's, Spring training is going to be starting in a couple weeks. Uh, pitchers and catchers, I think, report next week. Um, but I think it's just going to be odd that, like, you look at the... If you look at the 2018 Red Sox, 
Um, Mookie Betts is gone, maybe arguably their best player. Manager is gone, Alex Cora. General manager is gone, who constructed that team, essentially, um, after Charrington, who who destructed the team. You see what I did there. Uh, You have now Kyan Bloom, who is the Red Sox general manager, who is the guy from the Devil Rays, who kind of... Wasn't like a money ball, but is like a heart uh, is like a Yale. I think he comes from a Yale type of numbers analytics type of guy. So, I think if you're the Red Sox, you look at what high you look at high Bloom's potential for the team, and I think you you want him to construct the team the way he thinks it should be constructed. And realistically, getting rid of I think Betts and then David Price is the other player that's going to the Dodgers, which I think is an interesting. It seems like. He was also a player who was inevitably going to be traded. Like the year, so 2017, the year before the Red Sox won, they had made the playoffs, and but it was that weird scenario where they they had clinched the play, they had clinched the AFC or the uh, sorry the uh, AL East in Yankee Stadium, but the Yankees hit a walk off home run after the Red Sox had been they they hit a walk off like grand slam or something like that in the in uh in extra innings after the Red Sox had been winning. And then I think they brought in a relief pitcher. And then there were, I think it might've been Joe Kelly, Joe Kelly or somebody, I forget exactly who it was comes in and the Yankees. So the Yankees won the game and they're celebrating on the field. And it's like, but then the Red Sox are winning or went, they won the, they are clinched the playoffs and now they're playing. And it's like, this is weird. And I have heard somewhere on the internet that there's a rumor about the celebrations that they are contractually obligated to pop the champagne because of a contract that they have with uh, the beer company. Because if you look at like any type of any type of celebration in the locker room, there's just the beer logos are everywhere. And I'm almost I you know I forget where I heard that kind of conspiracy. And I don't think it's a conspiracy. It might have been like an article that I read, but I forget where I heard it, but I think that's why. So like that night, they they were contractually obligated to pop the champagne and celebrate even though they had just lost. And David Price was being asked, like, you know, you came to Boston. like what? And this was after a year, two years of turmoil with David Price and him being like alienated in the media. And But it was so weird because like he was – all of his teammates loved him, but for whatever reason, the media just like latched on him and they were like, they, they hated him for whatever reason. The Boston media is brutal. Like if they hate a guy, you'll know about it. So like price was going through this whole year of like the media, just eating at him and beating him. And like, it was terrible. It was so like, it was, didn't make any sense. It was like, I get David price. Like they paid a bunch of money for him and he didn't play well, but it's like, People were like attacking his like character, and I was like, "What the heck is going on here?" So Price is asked in the locker room, "You know, is this the reason why you came to Boston? Like, you came to Boston to win championships, and like you're cha- you're celebrating a, a uh, AL East championship right now. Is this the reason why you came here?" And I think his response was like, "Well, I came here because they gave me more money, because he was also rumored in that same season when he signed with the Red Sox to." He, I think he was. He almost had a deal done with St. Louis, but then the Red Sox came like way over the top with like a huge offer, which then had like it was crazy because the offer was like a it was like an eight year deal, I think it was eight years, eight years, and it had a bunch of like player um, player options within the deal. Which like if you're David Price, you're obviously you're going to be taking that player option because like you're not good even. 
the the contract is guaranteed, and you just have to take the option, and you get paid the money. So I think he has three years left on the deal, and I think he has like thirty million dollars left. If I'm if I'm not mistaken, I I don't remember off the top of how much exactly, or maybe it's two years. But he kept opting in, obviously. So like getting price out of out of kind of the limelight, which he's going to be going to L.A. So I don't know how much I don't know how much less of the limelight he's going to be getting because I think the Dodgers are going to be kind of competing for a World Series and you look at the team this year and it just is like it's absolutely loaded like that roster from top to bottom and then their pitchers now they got Price and Kershaw and they got Walker Bueller and they have like it just seems like they're going to be and then they've got uh, Kenley Jansen I believe and I I, I don't remember if he left this offseason but I know he was there but like they just have a roster that I feel like is built pretty well considering, um, and it feels like they brought in a ton of players that, I mean, bringing in Mookie Betts is ridiculous. Like that's like basically, it's like trading for Mike Trout. And I, it's, it, I can't understand why Mookie Betts isn't like more known. Like he's, he's, and maybe that's, maybe I'm off base on that opinion, but it feels like a player like Mookie Betts is like, he should be the most famous sport. He should be the most famous athlete in like America, it feels like. And he's just, he's not really like, he's definitely the second best player. Like he's won an MVP, won the world series. Uh, I think, I don't know if he won rookie of the year, but like he like plays the game with like an attitude that's like positive a lot of the time. And like, he, he just is so good. (laughs) It's crazy. And like, so I guess overall the trade at first, I didn't like it, but I think now that we've had a little bit more time since the trade has happened, I'm all right getting Verdugo and having him for a couple years. Um, I just don't know what they're going to do with the rest of the roster. Like the the Chris Sale contract, he signed an extension, and that fir- this is the first year of the deal, and you don't know if he's going to be healthy. Um, and I guess I'm kind of getting more into the Red Sox specifically and less about the trade. But here, okay, so I'll, I'll get I'll get less into the Red Sox and more about just bets in general. So, like I've said, I he's a great player and he's one of my one of my favorite players. Even though now he's with the Dodgers, I think uh, it's unfortunate that he had to go to another team to get. And he, I don't know if he's even going to get paid with the Dodgers. Like I think he's going to get. Like if I had to guess, he'll probably get like ten years. He'll probably either get the same contract as Mike Trout, or he'll get like an extra year and less money, like per year, but more money with an extra two or three years on the deal. And what I think that means for his cards is that I'd say if you can buy them now at around 100, I think they should go up once the season starts and once he starts playing a little bit more. I also think that the thing that's going to happen with Betts is the fact that he was involved in this trade uh, puts, I guess, a little bit more limelight on the fact that now he's going to the Dodgers and the Dodgers are going to be World Series contenders. And I think there's one thing that's going to happen with the Dodgers that could... Uh, help kind of their media attention in a way is the fact that they lost to the Red Sox in 2018 and then the uh, the Astros in 2017. So those are the two, te- the two teams that are kind of involved in the scandal with the cheating. So I think there's almost like a redemption arc that if this year the Dodgers win the World Series, I would not be super surprised. Uh, I want to see Kershaw get a World Series finally. Like you had Strasburg finally getting his World Series. And I think if Kershaw, I don't know what the problem with him is. Like he he can't, he 
has had games where he has pitched well in the playoffs, but overall he has like faltered for most of the games that he's played in. Like he's played bad. And that's just like, you look at this, you look at the, uh, the, the stats just say it all. I mean, his, he just has some games where he just doesn't pitch well. And I think if they can, a redemption would be for then bets to maybe potentially win an MVP with a different team and then go into this, go into this off season as a, He's finally a free agent. He's finally off the arbitration. He's off that rookie deal. He's going to get paid. Uh, so if you can buy those bets cars at around $100, I would say those, you know, I, I don't want to say that they're going to become like Mike Trout cards because like the Mike Trout tops update is around 1000 kind of ranging in that 900 to to 1000 range. Now, I don't know if they'll get to that point, but I'd say them getting into the maybe the two or 300 range I think is actually fairly reasonable like Betts is the second best player in the league so his cards should be like and it's it's not it's not like um who are some other players I mean you look at like some other potential faces of the league and I've kind of explained this on past episodes where I think baseball is a little bit in some trouble with their pricing of their cards and why the cards aren't priced where I think they should be um but I just think that Betts' cards will continue to kind of rise in a way that if you're buying them now, obviously 100 is double what you could have bought them for like three months ago. But I think you're going to see an increase, a pretty steady increase as he – because he has a bunch of like moments that I think will be very media uh, – not media heavy, but like the, the attention in the media, he's going to get a lot of it coming up in the next few – next few like years probably because he's he's going into this season uh he's probably going to be competing for another world series you know if he he could compete for a mvp potentially he could win a world series i think i just said that he is then going to get a huge contract and then once he gets to his next contract he's going to be probably one of the top three paid players in the league so i think he has a bunch of um moments that if he plays well will positively affect his cards um verdugo on the other hand i don't know we'll see what happens with him this year i think his cards are they're good to buy as well i mean now that he's on the red Sox, he's obviously gonna have sort of i don't know because it's also weird because with the red Sox and the dodgers the markets are very similar but at the same time i almost feel like they're not because like the la market is huge but i feel like they almost don't for like baseball they don't care as much about it like, which is one of the reasons why I feel like almost Mike Trout has just skated his whole career not ever winning a World Series because, like, the L.A., because of what's because of the market itself. So, Betts, I don't know, like, he could skate. Like, he could kind of skate through this season and get that, get a big contract. And I don't, I think if he plays, if he plays up to his potential, like, if he doesn't go above and beyond, he's still going to get a huge contract, uh... But if he if he wins like an MVP, I think he could even get like a bigger contract than Mike Trout, which that would be crazy because I think that would be the highest contract in history. Because um, I think the Trout the Trout contract was, uh, and you know last season you had like the Bryce Harper the Bryce Harper contract you had Manny Machado you had the Trout. Next year, you'll probably see Mookie Betts. Um, I'm not 100 percent sure who are the free agents next year, but. 
I think bets is like the next free. And I, and I always like to, when I'm looking at cards, I like to look at opportunities and I kind of just explained this opportunities where they can become either the first of something or the best of something. So like Mookie bets is going to, or the next of something, I guess that's another kind of scenario where like Mookie bets is that next player that's going to get a huge contract. And that's just, I don't really think that's even arguable at this point. Like, the only thing would be if he gets hurt this year, which if he gets hurt, that, I think that would almost, it wouldn't hurt him, but I think hurt him as in his contract, but I don't, it obviously won't help. But if he plays better, that's going to help his contract way more or way, way more help him get a bit larger contract. Um, and that's it. I mean, that's basically like the bets trade as a Red Sox fan. I guess I'm a little bit disappointed that we're not going to be able to see bets playing in a Red Sox uniform. Like, I don't know who knows. Maybe, maybe he'll, maybe the Red Sox will sign him. And that would be kind of a crazy, kind of a crazy scenario. But who knows? Uh, I guess once we'll go into the season, you'll kind of see maybe potentially who's interested in him. Maybe it's the Dodgers. Maybe it's uh, the Padres. Maybe it's um, I don't know the Yankees. If the Yankees wanted him, they have the money. Like you look at players or teams that have that contract or have the money to pay a player like Betts, and it's there's a short list and. Whichever team can pay him the most, I think, is realistically where Betts is going to go because I think he deserves it, and I think he has shown that he's like one of the best players in the league. Uh, and that's going to be it for the episode. Everybody, thank you for listening. If you go to my Instagram, Heroes for Sale, you can find all the links to everything. I should I should like have a script for this, but I just every time I get to the end of the episode, I always like will spitball off top of my head what's in there. You've got. Uh, LinkedIn, you've got TikTok, you've got, uh, there's a merch store in there, there's a Zion Williamson uh, eBay filter, there is um, the podcast links if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes podcast, there's also a link in there. Now this is sort of important. Uh, If you want to support the podcast in any way other than just listening, which listening is obviously so huge for the podcast, and I I want to thank everybody for listening and getting to this point. If you want to, there's two other ways you can support the podcast, and this is other than listening. Now, and I know this is an extra step for some of the listeners, but I really would appreciate it because I obviously want to grow the audience of the listeners because I want to... I want to be able to grow the podcast itself and be able to, I mean, I do daily podcasts, but like maybe uh, do some sort of video thing or like do some other stuff. And like, I think these are some ways that basically, these are some ways that listeners of the podcast can really help me out. Now you can either share the podcast on your Instagram or on your Twitter or wherever. If you share the podcast, that's one way because then maybe someone listens or you can just send a link. Like you can just, if you're in iTunes, you can just click the three little dots or you can click the three little dots in Spotify and share the episode uh, with one of your friends or a family member or a coworker maybe or someone who's interested in cards. Or you can go into the link in my bio and click the eBay link. Now, this one does have a financial tie to it. So like if you click on that eBay link before you make a purchase on eBay, I get some sort of affiliate commission, not some sort. I get affiliate commission basically from you using my link specifically with eBay. Now, it's not huge, but like if you're going to make a purchase on eBay, which I feel like most of you do and most of you are, I think there's a maybe there's a $5 off a $50 purchase right now. So if you want to buy some Mookie Betts cards, be my guest to the 28 or 2014 Tops update. That's what you're going to look for. And you go to that eBay link. You click on that before you go in. Uh, 
I get like commissions from eBay basically. So those are a couple ways you can support the podcast if you want to, if you're interested. I don't, listening is great and I really appreciate that. And that's obviously first and foremost in thanking you, the listener. But if you want to do it in any other way, feel, feel free. That's, that'd be great. Um, but that's going to be it, everybody. I will see you in the next episode. Uh, bye bye.